everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Monday. It is January 27th. It is 2020. We have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jordan Cooper. Blenderhead, how are you doing, my friend? Fine. I mean, it's a little weird talking about NBA when, uh, like, we get sudden news that Kobe Bryant died. I mean, like, in the middle of the day. I mean, that's typically not a notification I'm expecting to see on an NBA slate. So it kind of took the luster out of uh, out of out of playing. I mean, I, I withdrew from GPP. I'm just like, I'll just play a cash lineup. I I don't feel I don't feel like uh, building 50, 60 lineups or whatever. Although, like, I didn't really follow basketball during that like period. Like, I was more in the Jordan, Carl Malone, Akeem Olajuwon kind of dream team era. But uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, one of the top icons in basketball history. You know, uh, the untimely passing, young is uh, obviously going to be a shock to the system. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's been it's been an interesting day, that's for sure. Um, no doubt about it. You know, obviously, thoughts and prayers to everyone's families that were involved in the helicopter crash, uh, not just Kobe's family. Um, it, it's terrible news. It, it's nothing you never want to see. So, really sad about it. Um, you know, I grew up watching Kobe. Like I'm 31. He played for 20 years. Um, I watched him you know, play basketball for a long time. I played varsity basketball. I watch basketball a lot. So like, obviously, um, I, it's just, he, he's such an iconic person too. Like not even just in basketball. So, um, you know, sad to see the news definitely grabbed my kids, um, a lot more, my wife, a lot more today. Um, because you never know. So, um, now that we have started your morning off the way um, that Sunday has been, we're going to get going here on Monday, get into this basketball slate. And um, Tuesday is the day. Like, the Lakers play at home against the Clippers. Like, that that place is going to be – that place is going to be crazy on Tuesday, that's for sure. So, um, we start with Cleveland at Detroit, 221 total here. Detroit favored by six and a half in this game. Brandon Knight and Zizek are both out. Blake Griffin, Luke Kennard are out on the other side. Um, anything standing out to you for Cleveland? Uh, I mean, on 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 FanDuel, I think uh, the prices are a little bit better. Uh, but, I mean, we, we say that every time we talk about FanDuel. The prices are always better on FanDuel. Uh, I think none of, none of these guys would be, I consider, primary plays. You could take a shot on a Garland at 4,800, a Sexton at 6,700, a ceiling game from Love at 7,900. But, I mean, if, if anything, I mean, I'll go back to it. I tried it. I tried it on Saturday, and it didn't work. Uh, if Tristan Thompson, if they actually give him the minutes, especially if they're going to need someone to, uh, you know, be on the court with Drummond, 5,700 for him, I mean, we've seen him put up 40 to 50-point games. So I, I'm, I may not be a cash play, but I, I see myself taking a shot uh, when I'm making my multi-entry builds on someone like that and just hoping he gets, you know, the closing minutes of each half. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when I'm looking at Cleveland, you know, obviously like Colin Sexton is a high-usage guy. He's going to have good games from time to time. I don't love the price. I think the price he, – he's priced right. Like, he had that good game a couple games ago against Washington. Price tag is kind of caught up with that production. 
Kevin Love, 7,900. You know, he can go off in any matchup, but I don't even love him in this spot. Like, Cleveland, a team, even on a six-game slate, I don't love it. Um, Larry Nance Jr., probably it on the Cleveland side, and I don't even feel <laughs> – I don't even feel great about that. So, Cleveland – Really just not a team that I like here. And then on the Detroit side, like, this is a great matchup for Drummond. Um, you know, Drummond's a guy that I definitely want to look at in this matchup. You know, Cleveland's a team that allows a ton of fantasy points. Pretty much every position. They're not very good defensively. So, um, outside of Drummond, or if you even like Drummond, what are you looking at here on Detroit? Okay, do what, what's going on with uh, Reggie Jackson? I know that he sat out last game, but uh, I'm, and he's going he's back even from on an injury. The- yeah, he's not even on the injury report. I think it was just um, paying attention to – yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that reduces my uh, my liking for, like, guys like Bruce Brown or, or Langston Galloway. Uh, I think Derek Rose is priced appropriately at 7800 on DraftKings. So, like, it is what it is. So, for me, I, I see, at least on DK, I mean, probably on FanDuel also, uh, Drummond that uh, would be the – the guy that I want to get, and I think uh, with uh, the way that we're gonna, once we get to the Rockets game, you're going to be able to find plenty of value to get Drummond in. Yeah, there's a there's going to be a plenty of value. I don't think it's going to be hard to fit Drummond in here, um, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see some other value open up throughout the day too. So, um, I I think Drummond is kind of like one of those staple type plays for me today, depending on the news. Um, yeah, I think on FanDuel, see, see, the difference on FanDuel is like uh, Drummond on DraftKings is uh, looks like 700 less than Towns, but he's 100 more than Towns on FanDuel. So deciding between the two, I think I side – I mean, it's close, but I side with Towns on FanDuel, but Drummond on DraftKings. Well, you play ever, whoever you want on FanDuel. Um, I'm, I'm sticking to the I want to play Cooper. both of them. They can't let, I can't play both centers. I can do – hey. I can play Drummond and Towns on DraftKings. So uh, right. you're going to have to make a choice on Fandle, though. There is this guy named Luca on the slate, too, that we'll get to. but You could play all three of them, truthfully. I've made a build <laughs> like that. You can. <laughs> That's funny. Um, is there anything else kind of standing out with Detroit? Um, I'm not really seeing much here. Like, Derek Rose, like you said, he's okay. It's just the price point uh, with Reggie Jackson coming back. I just – I don't love it. I think that like Derrick Rose is going to be a guy that when Reggie Jackson's playing plays closer to the 30 minute mark instead of the 40 minute mark, like you did last time out Um, high usage right now, but I probably won't play Derrick Rose in this spot at this price point. And, you know, even Reggie Jackson at 4,300, like he's probably going to play like 23 to 25 minutes. I guess we should potentially even potentially consider him um, right at 4,300. I mean, when it was 3,100, I was barely considering him, and he put up a good game in 19 minutes. Uh, I just I, I just don't think we need him. I mean, you could, you can play Reggie Jackson. I just uh, – we're, we're going to get to the Rockets, and you're going to be like, well, why aren't I playing any one of these seven guys? Yep, we'll get there. Um, moving on, we got Orlando at Miami. It's a back-to-back here for – Orlando, so we don't have any injury news for them as of right now. Um, I would expect DJ Augustine to be out and Isaac to be out. Uh, so 
On the Miami side of things, Jimmy Butler's questionable, Goran Dragic is questionable, and Nunn is questionable, and Winslow's still out. So, obviously, waiting on some injury news here um, for the Heat. Let's start here with the Orlando Magic. Anything kind of standing out to you here for the Magic? I mean, I think when it comes to game environments on this slate, it's probably uh, it's probably the, the lowest owned game. Uh, assuming everyone plays. If we have, like, three guys out for my – if we have Butler, Dragic, and Nunn out, then, then Miami becomes – pretty chalky uh but i only see the reason i mean i could you you can make a case for vooch you can make a case for like gordon or forney you can make i mean they're all efficiently priced and i it's probably going to end up being uh the lowest total on the board i would think out of all these games maybe maybe spurs bulls maybe close to it but a slow paced defensive matchup uh the only reason i'd be playing any of these guys is because no one else is playing them so uh, feel free to take on take a shot on any one of them, and I'm more inclined to play the Magic if we get Miami value because people will jam in Miami and then not play any Magic alongside it. So that's really what I'm waiting. Yeah, like obviously some guys sit. Like I have interests. This game, like two these two teams, very both of these teams, very good defensively. Um, you know, Orlando obviously they've been playing really good defense here recently. Miami. They've been hit or miss this season um, defensively, but they're still – like, this is going to be a slow-paced game, good defense. You know, we have some games on this slate that provide, you know, much faster pace with, you know, better – with less defense. Like, Miami's 26th in pace and Orlando's 28th in pace. Like, this is a slow game, and I just – there's, there's nothing price-wise on the Orlando Magic that's like, oh, you have to play me. I think, like, the only guy that's somewhat interesting is Aaron Gordon, but, like, really hasn't had those, like, explode-type games um, this season. Like, all the cheap guys, we're going to talk about Houston here in a few minutes. And, you know, again, like, there's just a ton of value on the Houston side. So, um, I will note that Birch started um, against – the Celtics on Friday, and then he started again against um, against the Clippers. Like, if he were to start, he's thirty one hundred. Um, Miami, if they if they go big here, like if Birch starts, I have interest at thirty one hundred just because he's a nice pivot off of some of these other guys we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, if they play with the, the Adebayo Myers Leonard type of lineup, uh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming they'd they'd rather have Birch at power forward than Gordon there with a window as a small forward. So, I mean, I could definitely see 3,100, maybe not a cash play. I don't, I don't think you need to go there, but uh, in, in GPP, definitely. And on, on the Miami side, uh, I think they're all, if everyone's in, I think they're all priced efficiently. I mean, Butler is obviously the 8K. He could give you a 50 point game in any, in any, any matchup. Uh, but if one of them is out, it makes the other guys, Slightly better plays, but not like remarkably better plays. Like if Drogis is out, like I, I Hero is still like five thousand. Like Robinson is fifty one hundred. We're, we're not getting these guards at four K thirty eight hundred type prices on DK anymore. So real in a realistic sense, I need to see two of these guys out before I then go. I got to start jamming some of these people in. Um. Talk the others like Miami, like <laughs> you know, night before trying to break down Miami here is almost nearly impossible with all these you know question marks because like the thing is like these guys are legit questionable too. Like they're not like oh they're questionable they might not play. Like Bam 
you know, on DraftKings, he has a questionable mark, but he is probable. Like he that that one's easy. But like when we're looking at Butler, when we're looking at um, Gordon Drogic, we're looking at you know Kendrick Nunn. Like all these guys are legit questionable, and it's really tough to figure out like who you want to play. Tyler Hero played 40 minutes the other night, took 19 shots, had a terrible game, and put up 25 fantasy points. He had a terrible game and still put up 25 fantasy points. Yeah, but the problem is, is that is it going to get 40 minutes unless, like, two of these guys are out? I mean, that's why it really depends. Like, if, if Butler's out, that's a lot more usage than if just, like, Drogic or none is out because that really doesn't do all that much. Just, so, really, I'd love to see two of these guys out and then I could start looking at the Derek Jones juniors. I could look at the James Johnsons. I could look at the really cheap guys for value in some of my GPP lineups. But outside of that, I mean, the game in and of itself is not all that appealing. Yeah, wait till injury news here. This is a 7.30 game. Hopefully we get some news on this one. If all these guys play, I don't really have any interest in any of these guys. If guys start sitting, I think it opens up some value like, if Butler sits, you know, I, I think Kendrick Nunn would be interesting if he plays. Um, if both of them sit, I think Duncan Robinson would be a little interesting as far as Tyler Hero, too. So I'm just going to have to kind of wait and see how this kind of plays out as far as minutes and, you know, who these guys are going to like, who who's going to get minutes and stuff. Like we saw Dion Waiters play the other night. Like, <laughs> just oh like Miami thank you um Deion Waiters who wasn't supposed to play again this season with this team played 18 minutes the other night so good luck trying to figure out Miami Heat if all these guys sit again so but um we're not gonna worry about that we're gonna move on we got Dallas at OKC no total in this game Dwight Powell um he's out Nerland's Noel is questionable and Ferguson is still out um Let's start here with Dallas. You know, obviously, anytime we start with Dallas, we start with Luca. But I want to start with Mark Cuban. Uh, I think it was awesome that Mark Cuban came out and said that they're going to retire the number 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. And nobody in Dallas is ever going to wear that number again. So, shout out to Mark Cuban. And um, I'll let you talk about fantasy, though. Well, I mean, on, on Dallas, I think uh, I, I think Luca is not a priority on DraftKings at 11-9. But at, at, at sub-11 on FanDuel? It's play whoever you want, right? I mean, why not? I mean, you can. You can jam in everyone you want. And the, the Rockets' prices are even better on FanDuel. So, I mean, play Luca on, on FanDuel. But on DraftKings, the, the guy that I'm a little bit interested in, uh, I, I'm going to need to see what his projection is. Based on their starting lineups now with Powell out, uh, Curry's been playing minutes. And at 4,300, I know he's a little bit shooting dependent. But, I mean, I would think that 4,300 for 28 minutes of Seth Curry is on par with some of these the, the Rockets' value. He's only shooting guard eligible on DraftKings, and you're going to need to fill that spot with someone. Uh, I don't think it's that bad of a play. And I'm, I mean, like, you got the Cleavers and the DFSs and the Hardaway Juniors. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd probably still stay away from uh, Porzingis, given the context of this slate. But, uh, but yeah, if you could fit Luka into your lineups in cash games on DraftKings, then great but I, I i just think i'd rather have drummond at 9600 as my first spend up and then if i could get luca i get luca but outside of that like these are these are more like filler type of like the 4500 range players are if it's the last spot and you don't have a rocket to take in that spot like take one of these guys 
Yeah, the only issue, the only problem that I have with Seth Curry here is if Willie Cauley-Stein plays, I see Dallas going back to, like, a, a bigger lineup. And if that happens, uh, I think Seth goes from, like, starting to back to a bench roll, potentially playing, like, 20 to 25 minutes. And, like, I, I at that point, I just want to say, like, pay attention. You know, if, if Willie Cauley-Stein starts – Next to Porzingis, they're going right back to that normal lineup that they were rolling out there, just moving Powell off and putting Willie Cauley-Stein in there. Because um, he was with the team Saturday. This is a couple extra days. I think he plays in this game. And I think that we see Dallas use those two big guys and Maxi kind of, you know, as that bench guy and, you know, play those rotation, those three big guys here. Does that give – I mean, do we play Cauley-Stein at 5,000 on the Mavericks on his first start? Because, I mean, I don't – I don't see him walking into starters minutes. I see him walking into splitting time with Kleber or Keebler, according to you, obviously, uh, that at 5,000. I mean, I know his usage is going to be all different because he's not on the Warriors anymore. But to me, I think this is a worse situation because, like, Luka gets it all and Hardaway will take some shots. So I don't even – I think on the Warriors, Coley Stein, I mean, the way that – I mean, with all their star players out, had more of a shot. At, at getting good fantasy points per minute. So, like, I think we're going to end up seeing Coley Stein back, back down to, like, 4,000 unless unless he's playing 32 minutes. Uh, I don't think he's worth it. Dwight Powell was playing, you know, anywhere from 26 to 35 minutes a night. night. Um, and a lot of that, it's hit or miss because we'd have to go back and really, like, kind of pay attention to when Porzingis was playing – it was probably less than that. So, like, I'm thinking that we see Willie Colley Stein play around 25 minutes, and if that's the case, and I'm saying 25 probably is like the high end, um, high end number. So, if that's the case, like, I don't think we play him. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes off here and he gets, you know, a little bit more extra run. But I don't think it's a situation that I would necessarily trust. Like. I there's just so many other value plays that I'd rather take shots on um, in this range than than these guys. Um, it's you know, also center da- only, so like you're gonna have to fill a set. I mean, yeah. you have Drummond and Towns to pay. You got. I mean, I don't. I just don't see the need for him. Yep. Um, the Thunder side of things, you know, obviously with Noel questionable, you know, with the face injury, Stephen Adams will kind of have to see if he gets back up to normal minutes here. I think they're going to be pretty careful with him um, right now. And if that happens, like, you know, Baisley is a guy that played 30 minutes the other night with Adams banged up and Noel out. Yeah, I mean, I think on DraftKings, uh, I mean, if everyone is – if everyone's a good to go, I think their prices are efficient. I mean, at, at at best. I mean, you could always play Chris Paul, I guess, at 7,500. On FanDuel, on the other hand, the shooting – the small forward position is weak. I mean – it's really, really weak. Like Gallinari, sixty-two hundred, and I think he's the highest-priced small forward. Uh, that's underpriced on Fanduel, so I think you're playing him there. But I'm going to try to avoid playing Stephen Adams in this. If Noel is healthy and Adams is coming back from an injury, like I just see a lot of split minutes there. So and he's and these guys are center eligible only, so I don't see a need uh, whatsoever. And I don't necessarily think that the the Mavericks are the greatest of matchups for like efficient production in short amount of time in in the front court. So I, I, I could definitely see, unless I'm playing Mavericks in the lineup and on DraftKings, I may not have a single one of these guys. 
Yeah, like if Noel came back and Adams is going to be limited again and Noel wasn't, like maybe you fire him up and take a shot. But I, I just don't know if this is necessarily the right slate to do that. Like he he has a ceiling. Like he he does. Like he has some upside. It just I don't know if he ends up getting there. Um, is there anybody else here, like any of these other like high end guys that you're looking at? Well, I mean, you could play. You could play SGA. I mean, yeah, we've seen SGA put up 50 points. I mean, but I mean, he's efficiently priced at 7,300. I mean, any of these guys get hit a ceiling in any game, right? Dennis Roder at 6,800, just that they're expensive. So, like, we we have better. I mean. We're gonna to get to other. We're gonna to get to. I'd rather play um, like like a Donovan Mitchell or something like that than spend up for these guys. But they probably will be lower owned. So there's 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 a viability leverage wise, but you're not getting you're not getting a deal on any of them. Yeah, it's just. I think these guys are okay. I think this is going to be a really competitive game, and I feel like this is one of those games that I'm going to kind of regret being underweight on. Like, if that makes sense, like, I, I could see this game being super competitive and kind of breaking the slate if it if it does stay that way. Um, it's just pricing-wise, and I know, like, projections are probably going to, like, back it up. Like, I just don't see anybody, like, screaming and jumping off the page here. No, yeah. We, we, I'm assuming when projections come up tomorrow, uh, none of the OKC guys come up as anywhere close to a top – point per dollar play um anything else from this one no life today is kind of a lot it forces us to always be on but every now and then it's important to just stop crack open a cold coarse light and chill so when you choose to turn off choose the one beer that's made to chill coarse light mountain cold refreshment made to chill the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open it, Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment is made to chill. There's work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and expectations to be on all the time. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, and refresh yourself. You need a moment to turn off for a little bit mindlessly scrolling online binge watching tv just going golfing to drink and when you choose to turn off reach for one beer that's made to chill you know me you know me i like to chill um i'm i'm a chill person i feel like i'm a chill person i like to crack open a nice Coors light um and watch some basketball that we got going on right now baseball especially too so if you're chilling out and watching the games Crack open an ice cold Coors Light, and um, yeah, that's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill. So when you want to reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Celebrate responsibly, and Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, within each. So make sure um, to celebrate responsibly, and um, let's move on. We got Sacramento. At Minnesota, 225 total here. Minnesota favored by three. Bagley's out. Holmes is out. Crab is doubtful. Layman is out. Um, what do you like here for Sacramento? Uh, I'm going to say what I normally say. The prices are better on FanDuel. Uh, like Bielitsa in the power forward spot at 6,100 on FanDuel. I think you could go there. Uh, you could take a shot. at See, the problem is, is that Deadman's only center eligible. And you're going to have to figure that 
Someone has to guard Towns. Uh, probably not going to be Bielitsa. So, like, he's 4,700. I know he sucked against the Bulls. I know because I had him against the Bulls. I don't see a reason. I mean, I think I, I mean, I think it's a good matchup for him, but risky. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make me feel good to have Deadman in my lineup. Uh, but I could see taking a shot on a Bogdanovich if he starts again at 5,300. He's another one that had a bad game against the Bulls. Uh, or if Buddy heals off the bench and then closes, I think he's fine. I mean, like Fox and Heald are the types of guys that, like, if I'm playing Timberwolves, I may want to play some of them. But I'm assuming that Fox at 8,100 is going to go under-owned this slate for his ceiling in a good matchup. I'm expecting this to be a higher total game. And if Fox put up 55 points this game, I would not be shocked. But I think the main targets that I'm looking for on DraftKings would be, like, the front court players and Bogdanovich. And then on, on FanDuel, I don't even think you need to use any of these guys other than maybe be elite at 6,100 because uh, as the as – the running thing on this podcast. Wait until we get to the Rockets game. <laughs> that, is, that is the running joke, right? Like, you know, just yeah. wait till we get to Houston. We'll, we'll... All right, it's the last game on the slate, and we're just like, we're burying the lead. Yeah, wait till we get to Utah. Like, the game's in Utah. So just wait till we get there. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as far as Sacramento goes, I agree with you. I think Fox has a ceiling uh, to be a difference maker for GPPs here. Um, I like the spot for Bielitsa. I wish his price would come down a little bit, but I think that's another reason why people um, are not going to play him in this spot. Buddy Heald, always a guy that if he shoots well, you know, he's a guy that can go off, but like he's strictly tournaments just because it all depends on how he's shooting the ball. So, um, and then Deadman, like, again, you have to use a center spot for him and I probably won't end up doing that. So, um, Fox, I really like the spot for Fox, like especially if I'm playing like Carl Anthony Towns on the other side, and I want to run it back. Uh, so let's talk about that other side. Let's talk Minnesota here. Man, Josh Okaji came out, played really well against Houston, and then stunk it up against OKC. Um, I think this is a better matchup for him. What do you like here for Minnesota? Well, it really depends on their starting lineup. You really have to they, – they're not real – they're not playing Culver and Okaji together. So, like – the game before Okaji started and played a bunch of minutes and did well. And then the next game he came off the bench and only played 18 minutes. So you really have to be cognizant of who's starting. I don't mind either of them, whoever, whichever one is starting doesn't make them great. It doesn't make them great plays, but it just makes them plays. So if Culver starts 4,400 on DraftKings, not bad. Okaji 3,800. If he's starting, not bad. I don't think you have to play either of them on FanDuel because you could play you're, don't worry about it. You're going to play like three studs on FanDuel and then all the Rockets. So don't even worry about it whatsoever. But outside of that, I mean, Napier had a triple-double the last game. I would have never thought I would have said Shabazz Napier and triple-double in the same <laughs> sentence before. But, uh, I mean, he has a floor at least for 6,200. We saw his ceiling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting maybe recency bias. Some people go – too many people go back to him in GPP. Uh, but I mean, the, the the main person here against the, the the Sacramento front court is Carl Anthony Towns. And if I if I had a choice this slate, I would play Luca. I would play Drummond. I would play Towns. And if I could build a lineup like that, I would be happy. <laughs> you can on Fanduel. 
Yeah, you um, cannot Fandle though. <laughs> <laughs> Do it every want um, on Fandle. That's but yeah, you know Napier's price coming up that much might be a spot that I like, jump off. Um, you can have like Culver sitting in your shooting guard spots, um, and like if he starts, you can just leave him in there. If Okaji starts, you just swap him out to Okaji, and you just you know save the six hundred bucks, spend it somewhere else. Uh, there's other that. Like, there's so many 8 o'clock games, too, you know, for a six-game slate, you know, four of the games start 8 o'clock later. So, like, there's going to be plenty of ways that you can kind of work around your lineup um, if you want to. But it's just a it's a thought to play one of those guys in, like, a guard or a shooting guard spot. Um, that way you can kind of swap out and, you know. But you have to – it has to be – Culver in there because he's the more expensive guy. Um, so you go down to Okaji. You can't go from Okaji to Culver. Um, so um, I got nothing else here. I'm with you. I, I like Carl Anthony Towns a lot in this spot. Um, Sacramento has been really bad at defending the three point line. It wouldn't shock me if Wiggins had a good game here for what it's worth. Like it wouldn't shock you if he had a bad game. It's it wouldn't game. shock me if he scored eight points. So. <laughs> I'm just, I was just pointing out that this team, um, they have definitely struggled guarding the three-point line this season. So, if Wiggins maybe stands more towards half court and doesn't stand over in the corner, he might put up 35 plus fantasy points here. But don't don't count on it. San Antonio at Chicago, uh, 218 total here. San Antonio fair by one and a half in this game. It's a back-to-back for them, so we really don't know what we're looking at as far as injury news. Wendell Carter Jr., Gafford, Markkinen, and Porter are all out on the Chicago side. Let's start with San Antonio. Um, I, like, I don't ever look at pricing before we start. I always give, like, my first look as, as far as going, as far as pricing is. And, like, I think LaMarcus Aldridge against the worst rebounding team in the NBA is actually somewhat interesting here. Uh, it's somewhat interesting. I mean, but the, <laughs> this game screams out on a back-to-back for the Spurs and Chicago being a, a – they're they're a sneakily good defensive team. Like this if this game ended like 84 to 78, like I would not be shocked. Uh, but that doesn't mean there may be not a ton of rebounds. So like I'm less inclined to want to play DeRozan, but Aldridge seems fine on DraftKings at 7,200. He's eight thousand on FanDuel, and you you would think that on FanDuel he'd be fifty six hundred the way that they price people. So I'm actually let like raw points wise. On FanDuel, fine, sure, but I just don't think even think you have to go there. So, like, I actually find them better play on DraftKings than I do on FanDuel with the pricing. And then you have like we have to see what the what what the injury report's going to be on whether or not like you get you get a Deontay Murray sitting or or what's going. I mean, they're they're all priced decently. You could you could always plug in Bryn Forbes for twenty five minutes at thirty five hundred and hope he gets twenty points. You could do it, uh, but I mean, on both sides, nothing really stands out much on, in a game that I'm not really expecting to be full of full of scoring. Yeah, like, LaMarcus stands out a ton. DeMar DeRozan, um, he, he, could, he could easily, like, have a really good game here. Um, and, like, the Spurs in general, like, you know, White and these guys from time to time have good games. Derek White is a guy that's a little interesting to pivot off of some of these potential chalk guys because, like, he's a guy that's gone for 
you know, 25, 29 plus fantasy points now in five straight games. Um, it's all about minutes for him. You know, the last back to back they played, he did it. He had a really good game against Phoenix. So I don't hate him. Um, on the Chicago side of things, like Thaddeus Young, 4,900, going to play, you know, plenty of minutes here. He's another guy that, like, Houston's the value, but these guys are interesting pivots. Well, I think Dad Young's – I think he's. I think you could play Dad Young also. I mean, it really comes down to in your power forward, are you playing Dad Young, are you playing P.J. Tucker? And we all know the P.J. Tucker experience, so maybe you should be playing Thad Young instead. Uh, are we paying 9800 for Zach Levine on DraftKings? Is, is that a – I mean, I know he got there last game, but the game before when I actually did play him, he got 30 fantasy points. I can't – he. I can't see him being more than like 6% owned on a six-game slate because how do you pay uh, 9800 for Levine and then you don't play 9600 for Drummond or 10-3 for 10? I know it's a shooting guard spot and not a center spot, but there's no way I put Zach Levine anywhere close to the level of those plays. He had 41% usage the other night against Cleveland. 41%. It's Cleveland. Um, you could have any usage. I mean, come on. It's Cleveland's defense in the backcourt. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Yeah, I was looking at it earlier, and, like, there's been a few times he's been over, like, 35% this season. Um, and, like, that was the first time he's gone over 35% usage and had over 40 fantasy points um or yeah there was one other time it was like brooklyn he had 40 percent usage and put up 41 fantasy points or something along those lines right so, i mean he was getting assists and rebounds the other i mean the last yeah. game like typically you'll see oh zach levine scored 45 real points with two rebounds and three assists and you you're like wow he barely scored 50 fantasy points why am i paying 9800 dollars for, for for this guy on DraftKings and like on FanDuel, like, yeah, I guess you could use him for raw points, but I don't think he's needed there either. So just so, like, we know, like, that Chicago, that Chicago-Cleveland game, the pace in that game was ridiculously fast too. And, you know, Chicago, a middle-of-the-road pace team. Cleveland, very bottom, like they're 24th or 25th. So it's just something to note because San Antonio is a middle-of-the-road pace team as well. But Chicago really pushed the pace in that game, and it makes it makes some sense with the injuries that they have, some of these guys that are out. Um, so just going to have to kind of – like, we're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to see – like, marketing's out for a while. Um, so we're just going to have to kind of see over the next week, week and a half, like, if Chicago is going to, like, be a top five team in pace with all these guys out um, and Zach Levine pushing the ball with 40% usage. Yeah, but, I mean, that also makes it interesting, like, the guys like Sadoransky at 5,200 or Kobe White off the bench at 4,100. I don't think any of these guys are, are core plays. Dad Valentine at minimum price. Hopefully he gets there. Or Archie Diacono. Uh, I mean, I just, I, I just don't want to – I don't want to spend this much salary on Bulls players. So that's why I look at Levine <laughs> and go, like, I can't how, – how do I live with myself? Other than in large field GPPs – that construction will be contrarian. So if you want to do it, go for it. Apparently, if you paid – from what I'm looking at now, uh, if you paid 10-4 for Lillard uh, with McCollum back tonight, you, you still got there. I don't know how it happened, but apparently you're getting there. Because it was Lillard time. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll see a really low ownership on Zach Levine in this spot. So I don't mind it. And, like, 
with it being a back-to-back for the Spurs, I think this game stays somewhat competitive. And if that happens, it's Zach Levine making sure it happens. So, all right. We've hinted at it a lot. We got Houston at Utah. Russell Westbrook um, already announced out, and James Harden is doubtful. Uh, it is a back-to-back for Houston, so we'll have to kind of see. Green and um, Nene are still out as well. On the Utah side of things, everybody's good to go. Um, so we start here with Houston. Uh, you know, slow golf clap for anybody not watching on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. That helps us out. Um, slow golf clap for DraftKings. Eric Gordon, 6,900. Like, you actually have to decide, like, if you want to play Eric Gordon at 6,900, even with both of these guys out. Right, on Fanduel, you don't. He's 4,400. <laughs> you can plug him in. <laughs> Fanduel, you, you start your cash lineup with Eric Gordon. But, like, you draft start games... every lineup with Eric Gordon. How many <laughs> shots? He's going to take, like, 24 shots. What, are we nuts? Yeah, he's going to he he's gonna do something, that's for sure. Um, I mean, Eric Gordon on DraftKings at 6,900, I think, is efficiently priced. Like, if you told me you were going to play him, I wouldn't call you nuts. What do you think this lineup's going to be? Is it going to be something like Rivers, Gordon, Macklemore, Tucker, <laughs> Cabela, something like that? Good luck figuring out what this lineup is going to be. But I mean, well, they'll they only have, have they'll only have eight bodies, right? Well, no, they have more than that because they have um they got Frazier. House off the oh they got oh well they got Hartenstein and Clark they got Clemens they got Clemens. House yeah. that's nine who else do they got? Yeah, Clemens got recalled, um, and I think Frazier I, – I thought I read a report that he was going to be, like, up with the team as well. Okay, so that's another wrong, guard. But, I mean, how many minutes do you expect him to get? <laughs> I expect Austin Rivers to play 40 minutes in this game. <laughs> right, well, that's why I look at – I look, I look at – like, DraftKings, they priced up Gordon to 6,900 and Macklemore to 5,800, but everyone else, they left the same. FanDuel, they just left everyone the same. So, uh, I think on DraftKings, I don't have to play Gordon or Macklemore, but I could definitely play Austin Rivers at 3,600. I could play House off the bench at 3,900. I could play P.J. Tucker. Uh, 40. He's going to have to shoot more because, the, look, Harden and Westbrook are out. That's like, that's like 78% of the usage on the entire team. So, like, all these guys have to be able to uh, – they're going to score points. Capella's 8,500. I think he's the least interesting player on their team. Uh, But on FanDuel, if you were to play five uh, Rockets in cash games, that may be optimal because you could just – you could play them all. Yeah. uh, I don't know what to do. Like, Austin Rivers is probably the best value play on DraftKings today. I will say that. You play all these guys on FanDuel like you were talking about. Cephalosha's back. He's another guy that could play minutes here. House is going to play minutes. Like, the, my only issue, like, if this game doesn't stay close, but even if this game doesn't stay close, these guys that we're playing are still going to play minutes because they don't have anybody else. So, like, I, I just don't – like, I, I think Eric Gordon is probably the biggest risk if this game doesn't stay close just because, like, he's coming back from injury and – he played 35 minutes against Denver on Sunday. So I really don't like Eric Gordon on DraftKings. I'm perfectly fine fading him on DraftKings or being underweight if you don't want to fade him. That's fine. But you have to play him on FanDuel. And that's where, like, playing on different sites makes a difference. Right. And same thing for Ben McLemore. Like, I don't see a need to play 5,800 for him on, on DraftKings. I mean, 
in GPP, I would def I'm definitely going to be making groups for this team. Like I could definitely see playing Clemens, but not with Rivers. I could see or not with Rivers or Gordon. I could see not playing House and Tucker together. I mean, I I just I think the Rockets are going to be chalky and it'll be all different Rockets, but I I don't I don't see myself you're gonna get into very similar constructions by playing three or four of these guys in the lineup. So I think I may be limiting myself to like no more than two or three. And I know it's a six-game slate, so there's less options. But, I mean, projection, I mean, Harden and Westbrook are out. It's, it, this isn't like, like one guy's out. This is like two guys are out, and you're, you're, it's essentially, imagine the Warriors the first game of the season, and everyone priced what they should be the first game of the season, and then all we got, all we knew is Steph Curry and Durant are out. I mean, like, it's the same type of thing. So don't overthink this and go, well, the game won't stay – who cares if the game doesn't stay close? Outside of Gordon and McLemore on DraftKings, everyone is priced like a reserve player. They, they, do you think the Rockets are only going to score 32 points in the entire game? They're going to score 80 or something. I mean, everyone's going to get there to some extent. So I don't think you have to play acute. It's just a matter of how many do you play in certain lineups and trying to get away from chalk constructions in GPP. Yeah, you you have to know going in, Rivers, House, Tucker, Macklemore, Gordon, Capella are all going to play really strong minutes. It's just, you know, if you look at if you look at Sunday, Westbrook played thirty nine minutes. Where are those minutes going to go? Like, and trying to figure out where those minutes are going to go. I think, I think Chris Clemens has the best chance to pick up a good amount of minutes. So we'll have to kind of see, but. <laughs> you look at court IQ, you take Harden and Westbrook off for the whole season and you have a 134 minute sample size for Austin Rivers and that's the highest that you have. So like it's not it, you just don't see these two guys usually sitting out at the same time. Um so, you know, it's garbage time. You're essentially getting garbage time in yep. court IQ. Um Utah um i think donovan mitchell is one of the safer plays on the slate uh they just don't really have anybody that's going to be able to match up with him here and he's just he's safe he's really safe yeah and i think uh his price is better on fandle like that's that should be their slogan (laughs) fandle where the prices are better here uh uh, i think uh gobert will be under-owned I think Gobert may be the best GPP play if you're stacking the – I mean, everyone's stacking the Rockets. But with the fact that Gobert is close – is 9000 and is close enough price to Drummond and Towns, people may not play him. He may go like 8% on on a six-game slate. He's less likely to get there than Drummond and Towns. I, I, I agree with that. But should he be as lower owned? But I still have no problem playing a Bojan Bogdanovic or an Ingles, a Clarkson. <laughs> Probably still not Conley. I know he's cheap. Uh, but a Royce O'Neal. I mean, if you're if I'm playing three Rockets in a lineup, why not play two of these guys? I think you're going to sit if, – if you're doing well, I know this is a 9 o'clock Eastern game. If you stack the Cleveland-Detroit game at 7 p.m. and that goes to overtime and you're like, I'm in first place, like – Trust me, there's like 7 million PMR behind you because this last game, like everyone is playing the late game hammer. 
So uh, the late night, I mean, it's nine o'clock Eastern, but so, so don't get, don't, don't post your screenshots yet until this game is over. <laughs> All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we're going to get out of here. Um, favorite play under 5k to 7x. Okay. And it can't be on FanDuel because that would be too easy. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Under 5k to 7x. I'm going to Austin Rivers. Why not? It's it's, it's easy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Clemens. I think I think both of them. I mean, I think everyone does. Um, over 8k to go under 5x. Who's your bust today? I'm go. Oh, easy. Zach Levine. I don't. I don't know if that's easy though. Six x. Six X is is almost sixty. Is fifty eight points. <laughs> Zach Levine I, could score fifty five real life points and not hit fifty eight fantasy points. <laughs> that is true. Um, I was just trying to talk you off of it because that's who I was going to pick too. Um, and then I was trying to find a replacement. So I'm going to go with. Oh, let's see. Man, Vooch always plays good against Miami. That's a, that's a. But real my homer. next choice would have been DeRozan, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Bam. Uh, favorite six X play? Who you got? Favorite six X play overall? Yep. <laughs> uh, is it gonna be a PJ Tucker game? Is it gonna be a twenty? This would be a perfect troll spot for PJ Tucker to put up five fantasy points. Right? Wouldn't it be perfect? Everyone's out. He could get all the shots he wants in the corner. He could, they'll let him shoot 17 times, and for some odd reason, he takes only three shots. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say P.J. Tucker. All right. I'm going to go with Marcus Aldridge. I I just think he's – I think it's a really good spot for him. Um Let's get weird GPP play. Who do you got? Well, I know you're going to take Ken Birch, so I'll, I'll take someone else. Cause that... No, I'm not taking Birch. Are you not taking Birch? You're not taking one of your magic guys? I'm not taking Birch. If I knew Birch was going to start, I do think he'd be really interesting. Okay. So let's get weird. How weird can we get? How weird can we? Because, I mean, it's not going to be one of the Rockets players, right? There's, no, there's nothing weird going on in that game. Uh, let's get weird. Let's get well, no one on the high end. Like, who would be weird enough? I mean, would you consider like Jordan Clarkson to be weird? Yeah, that's weird enough. I just, yeah. I just see with with Harden not like doing this ISO crap that the the Rockets may actually play even faster than they do, and like these prices, like someone like Ingles or Bogdanovich, someone that's not Mitchell. I see, could, like, it could be Niang for all we know. I mean, it could be someone like that that puts up some insane 10x score. But if I had to choose one of the Jazz, it's going to be Jordan Clarkson. All right, so I just want you to know, like, I had already written it down right there on my screen, Jordan Clarkson for myself as my Let's Get Weird play. Do you want me to I'll, take Ken Birch now? I'll take no, Ken Birch. No, I'll take Birch. That's fine. I'll, I'll use some arrows here for the game. Great but minds think alike, right? Isn't that what this is? Clarkson, he, he's the he, – you know, he continues to lead the minutes off the bench for Utah. If this game gets a little ugly, I think he plays a few extra minutes here. So, I, they're not running out Mike Conley off the bench if this game gets ugly. 
So I think Clarkson is uh, a great tournament play today. Um, I didn't even like hype him up in the game because I had already like written him down as my get weird GPV play an hour ago. Um, <laughs> game selection question: What's standing out to you? Um, you know, DraftKings fan or whatever you want to talk about. Okay, uh, this is an actual game selection question because, as as, you, as most of you know, I play mostly on DraftKings. Uh, I, I've been playing cash games primarily or like mid stakes GPPs where I'm essentially playing a cash lineup with like a two V two or something in it. Uh, I, I don't get FanDuel. Like I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like I'm not, I'm doing badly. Like predicting ownership in cash games on FanDuel. I don't get because apparently the people that I think are going to be high owned end up being 28% owned. And I'm trying to wonder, is it because I'm doing something wrong and winning or uh, or other or there's just more stupid people there. So I mean that's that, that's the simple way of putting it. So while on DraftKings, like I could like I could almost predict people's cash lineups in general. Like those those hundred man fifty fifties, they fill like I know this may sound like um, people that play a Fanduel a lot know exactly what they're. I, I, but I, it's new to me, and at least this NBA season that these hundred man two dollar. 50-50s, $1.50-50s, $5. They, they seem to fill like like five every two or three hours. And you could easily, if you're building a bankroll, get like two $300 worth of volume just in that. Uh, and when I when I take a look at a guy that's like, well, well, Trey Young's going to be 95% owned and he's like 68% owned. And I wonder, who did other people play? Where were the other 30% of people? What did they play in their lineups? And I'm going, well, Aiden, well, he's going to be like, he's going to be 75% owned. And then he's like 37% owned. And I'm like, and then I start scrolling through some of these lineups and I go, I want to play more of these people because I don't get that roster construction whatsoever. So I guess my overall game selection thing is if you're playing on one site, play on another site and see if maybe you find something that uh, more profitable for you and and vice versa. So I'm going to FanDuel and I'm, and since I'm not like a high roller there, I could uh, play the low stake stuff. And from what I gather, it's softer. I don't think people have really adjusted on FanDuel from last year to this year. You what, know, they don't year. think they can drop a score, Steve? No, I'm just, really? I, I'm just saying, I don't think they've adjusted to play whoever you want. Like, and that's how on FanDuel, like, people don't want to play three studs, but most nights you could play three studs on FanDuel because of the pricing. So Right, but even the, even when you're going balanced or something, like, like, I just take a look at some of these rosters, and I some of them I get, but some of them I go, why isn't this guy, like, tomorrow, like, why, why isn't Luka going to be, you're going to go like, well, Luke is going to be like 95% owned. And you wonder like 30% of your contest will not play him. He's going to get 75 points. And you're going to wonder like, like why aren't I playing more volume here? Right. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the $27 single entry tournament over there on DraftKings. It's called the 10K fast break. Top 10 is getting 42.5%, which I don't love. I like it to be under that. But you're getting paid out almost 25%. So this is a really strong tournament that is nice if you hit it. And if you min cash, you know, it's not going to kill you because, you know, it's paying out 107 spots out of 431 people. So um, really good odds where if you don't – maybe if you miss on a player and, you know, you'll cash in this tournament, might not cash in one of those big 
you know, 10 or $15 tournaments because it's not paying out as much and there's a lot more people. So uh, the fast break over there on DraftKings, really like that one for building bankroll. Uh, favorite over-under, is there any of these ones that are standing out to you that we have so far? Well, I don't know what the over – I always give the funny over-under, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, over-under. <laughs> okay, how many Rockets do you think on DraftKings will be in the winning GPP lineup? Over-under two and a half. I'd probably take the over. Really? You'd take the over? Ooh, I'll take the under. <laughs> on DraftKings, on, Fan, on FanDuel, the winning GPP lineup could have five Rockets. So, like, that is the over. Uh, but no, I'm only because uh, Gordon and Mclemore are a little too expensive. So I mean, I could, I could, I could see them only being two. Um, I'm gonna. I'm struggling with this one. I'm, I'm trying to keep my streak alive here on Sharp Side. I'm, I I missed it on Friday. I got back going here on the weekend. Got my streak going again. Went two for three on my lock for streaks uh, last week. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I'm going to take the over at 218 in the Spurs-Bulls game. I'm going to take the over. Oh, oh, your streak's dead. I'm going to take the over. So I, Did I say earlier that I'm like, I wouldn't be shocked if that game's like 84 to 78? I know. I just – I have a weird feeling about that game. Okay, so maybe I should be stacking it. Maybe play Aldridge, play – you know what's going to end up happening? It's going to be Zach Levine. Levine's going to end up putting right. like 80 fantasy points right. up. And, right, and, yeah. and P.J. Tucker's going to put up four points for no reason. Yeah, so, all right, we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back on Tuesday talking some more hoops. If you play fantasy NASCAR, I did announce the NASCAR package and all the details for that. If you go to the Roto-Grinders forums, all the details are right up there, pinned at the top. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Hope everyone crushes. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.